0: Hey, I'm
1: Clayton. And I'm Sean. And we're men who like men who like movies. We're two queer men who love movies and we love talking about movies. And after a long time of people telling us we should start a podcast, we started a podcast.
0: This week, we have a very special episode lined up. We are talking with writer, director and actor, where's many Josh Rubin, about his acclaimed body of work mainly his two new things that just came out *A wounded did and blood relatives we are so glad to have you here today to talk with us about all that thank you Dad, for coming josh
2: it's a pleasure to be here thanks for having me
1: gents seriously you are an extremely talented writer director and actor so we're ex- we're just
2: ecstatic to thank god you. <laughs> thank Christmas. It would be a real mess if you were just like, I mean we do have notes, but um thank you. Know? We just started right in with it, you know?
1: Yeah yeah, I was gonna say I like to start off nice and then uh, throw in the jabs after, you know? Yeah. Like you gotta just
2: you gotta, he, he, you can't be no, nice to brought- a little naughty. It's Santa season. You know what I mean? It's exactly. like we're not going to – yeah.
1: You build them up and then you break them down. It's just...
2: <laughs> <laughs> like Juilliard. You know, just I'm going to build you up. You do your monologue and then I will break your shit down. You know what I mean? Yes,
1: exactly. Thank you. Here we go. <laughs> no, but I don't have anything bad to say about your
2: work. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank Christmas.
1: <laughs> uh, I – both of your films are – your films are fantastic um, and you're – you've always been funny and just – awesome it's just oh, thank you like really glad to have you <laughs> all
2: right well bye thank you so bye yeah i know Thanks for was fun wasn't
1: it yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: this is
2: great this is all i needed <laughs> i mean just to
0: bring it up you were amazing back in your college humor days so to see your journey and has been you. very fun I think um, I mean that's I love talking to people who know of that
2: background because for all the college humor slash like dropout fans for them all to be going like wow you play serial killer okay that's that's interesting you kill a um, you play a man who uh, kills women and jerks off in the sink that's fun um, <laughs> I didn't know you had it in you uh, having played precious plums mama for a while but I love people who like understand my my trajectory contextually, because um, it's such a thrill to to surprise people um, or maybe let them down. You know, you just never know. Um, But uh, but thank you for saying that.
0: It was really funny for me, actually, about that specifically, because I first heard of you when Scare Me came out. I had apparently missed that specific section of college humor. Just there was, you know, I got to an age and I just didn't watch it. And I missed some great stuff. And I was talking to one of my buddies and I was like, yeah, we're going to interview this dude on my birthday. And I'm really excited. I love his movies. So we uh, watched Blood Relatives together that day. And he was like, oh, Josh Rubin from College Humor. And I was like, no, it's not. And he went back and showed me some episodes. And I was like, oh, this is great. This makes everything make sense about the way he acts. And he had an improv background. Awesome that's right thank you but yeah. also
2: uh birthday today is your birthday and this is how you're spending it interview is that did i get no, that
0: this was my yes this is my gift to myself because um I, wow happy sad <laughs> season
2: that's it it is an honor happy birthday clayton
0: thank you i am in the, uh, approaching quickly my mid-30s it is my mid-30s i'm 34 today it's quite depressing um, i
2: mean uh wait till you get the threshold of 40 and i went gray at 30 so it's just a real it's been a real journey for me but um uh it only gets better it only gets
1: better <laughs> i went bald at 27. I, there I, you I go got and sean's <laughs> owning I'm it not going there. <laughs> i mean, there. It's, it's a
0: struggle it's a struggle but you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> at least i look good in hats that's yes you guys are what, killing that's it. what i got it
0: he does he looks and good, good in hats i can't it. wear hats and, <laughs> and I what I can do is lay in bed and watch your movies, because that is fun. <laughs> oh, heaven. Bless you. Yeah. Had a great time. And now I finally had an excuse to make Sean watch Scare Me, because I know, sometimes I'm... he resists watching things that I recommend.
1: <sighs> I'm bad, but sometimes...
0: Literally, <laughs> sometimes so for the past three don't... years, I've, I've just, just been like, you need to watch Scare Me. You'll love it. Go and scare me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the sad part is, it's not even false. Like I just, I do this bad thing where like, I, it takes me a while to get to stuff because like I'm, I don't know, I'm just overloaded and like I'm always, like, and I, sometimes I'll have to just like I, I'm like I'm gonna rewatch this show and <laughs> and Clayton's just like no watch this and so it took me a while to get to scare me but I'd heard such great things about it. And then once I finally got there, I was like, yeah, I regret this. <laughs> I should have <laughs> definitely watched it sooner.
2: Oh, um, my gosh. No, it's a, that's the beauty of, uh, of digital film, man. It'll always be there.
1: Yes, exactly. So I, I did a straight-up crash course, and I watched – um i i watched scare me and then i watched werewolves within and then yeah he's
0: the one person in the horror community that hadn't seen werewolves within either. i know wow. i was bad yeah, i, I know. will say i greatly Sh- enjoyed me. on my rewatch of oh, scare me all of the shit about <laughs> uh <laughs> i've tried to write this werewolf story i'm gonna do this werewolf story and uh, you know your next movie directed werewolves within which i
2: know that it was pure pure coincidence like pure just magic Uh, yeah yeah just kind of weird how it worked out so maybe the next one will be about a troll that lives in the ceiling um but uh you know also about a masculinity again or whatever
1: (laughs) oh i hope karen's in that one too
2: i thought you were doing that
0: completely on purpose no,
2: I just was like, it's just a magic coincidence. And when, when uh, the uh, the opportunity came to pitch on werewolves, I was like, well, this is going to be an interesting time. Maybe I should make a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> and uh, I did. Werewolves Have Guns Get Revenge, now on my site. You know what I mean? Check it out. It's a great Christmas gift. Probably not.
0: But, um, you know, made I'd, for a good I time. I would love that as a Christmas gift. And, you know, my <laughs> birthday being so close to Christmas, it's just... I think it's beyond fair yeah <laughs> i deserve a shirt you heard it here sean that's it uh, <laughs> you While are wear a hat, hat can't wear a hat day. will wear a shirt do deserve a shirt
1: yes, yes. Um, <laughs> maybe i'll just get him the hat so he'll give it to me anyway <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: true don't look good in hats yeah <laughs> uh, Yes. Uh, Before we get to talking about your new projects, just because I loved Scare Me and Whirls Within so much, this is an honor getting to talk to you about it. What is your process, not process, but like, can you just snap in and out? Do you take 8 million takes and every single one of them is insanely different just because of what I saw of you on College Humor, knowing you can just pull those out? you so in in um you, when i'm self-directing like with scare me as an example or just like in general uh scare me as an example but in general but yeah i mean scare um me. scare me yeah i mean
2: we we didn't have a lot of time like i shot that movie in 12 days oh, holy um shit. and yeah we had Aya cash for nine of those days and we had chris red for like two of those days
0: um so movie making is so crazy
2: it really is. By the way, you know, I I pull my hair out when I, when I hear other filmmakers or producers talk about how they're working with a filmmaker who's not making their days and this, that, and the other thing because I had to be tossed into this whole industry having to do these, you know, college humor sketches where your scout day is the day you shoot, is the day you load out. I mean, you had no time for nothing. I mean, truly trial by fire, jump right in, you know, boom, 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 shoot shit, get out. So when I, even when I'm doing... You know, um, when I'm shooting Scare Me, my process is truly if I'm standing opposite you uh, uh, and like I, I have a scene with Aya, um, I only care about being the best partner for her. But when the camera comes around on me and she's a, such a gracious partner, she'll stay, you know, she'll read all of her lines with me thinking of like, you know, um, let's say the end scene of the movie in particular, the standoff in the kitchen. Uh I will. I'm kind of a sociopath. I can stop and start myself, and it'll sound like you know. If I can play Fred for a second, be like, "Well, why don't you do this?" Wait, let me just. I'm just gonna do that again real quick. Well, why don't you do this? Well, why don't you do? Hang on, I'm just gonna do one more one more time. Well, why don't you do this? And then I'll say, "Okay, now I move on." Like I, I truly sound like a crazy person standing there repeating lines in three different ways. To your point, and then <clears throat> move on. Whereas other actors like Aya, who comes from the theater world and isn't a technician in film, but a technician in every other way, just as a, a, an acting genius, you know, she needs a runway into being set up for the line, so she's emotionally there. Whereas I'm just a total fake. um She like really does <laughs> emotionally invest in what she. So that's what the she process gets is.
0: There she gets there. She gets uh, there.
2: She gets there. Everything is supercharged, and then it's like. I'm good at hiding just it. Like, I she's can either the head. most
0: intense person to work with or just like absolutely lovely because I, you know, after that she went on to the boys. Oh and, my god, uh, she's a also, also played, you know, not that type of character, but you know not too far off from it either
2: <laughs> yeah a nazi and, uh, asshole whereas i was the incel emasculated male in this yeah. one she was just kind of like a jerk but yeah you yeah. know, i mean she she just has the spectrum and she is the loveliest i mean the fact that she was down to do a, a movie for peanuts in the middle of winter for 12 days and she could only squeeze her her part into nine days you know 90 pages in nine days basically um, yeah because i mean uh, it's just, just you guys that's right that's right um so I can do it, but sometimes you know, process wise, it's just I, I, like when I'm directing other people. Sometimes it's hard for for them to adapt to my process, and I have to kind of learn to slow to slow down for other people because I'm so used to running a gun. I think I'm still in a phase where I'm trying to impress people and trying to show them that I can make my days and you can trust me and don't worry. And I know you put all this money into it; you're gonna you know make it on time. But there's a the thing, you know. I gotta learn. I think it's, it's also it's it's a mental wellness issue too. We have to take up space and uh, right. the guy who co-runs Blumhouse, for example, Cooper Samuelson said something on this Seed and Spark thing he did where he's like, you know, each movie is like – think of each movie as like a small business and your director is your small business owner. So you have to truly commandeer the whole thing and you have to make hard decisions and put your foot down and you, know, you also have to learn to take up space and say no. I need another take, or that we need to spend time on this or whatever. And you know, there's there's shit I could noodle on with Scare Me and Werewolves and even Blood Relatives. I'm just a producer on we just didn't have the time where I could you could noodle on it like you guys I'm sure you've written something before or you know writers where you're never done writing, just like you're never done working on any artist piece. You could noodle on it noodle on it forever. Um Absolutely. but uh you know, yeah, yeah, which which is OK, you know, but um, that's uh, that's my lesson. You know, that'll be the life lesson I learned.
0: Um, it's fascinating. So, yeah. so how did you get into producing uh, Blood Relatives and everything? And...
2: Well, Noah Segan was um, he was
0: actually one of the test audience members
2: on Zoom on like a Zoom test audience like panel for werewolves in the middle of the pandemic. And there, I was there was a <laughs> Zoom function where I could like spy on the panel. And listened to their notes. And I was like, holy shit, that's a dude from Looper. I loved him. (laughs) Um, And uh, I got on the phone with him. He said, I said, I was effusively thanking him for participating. He said, no problem. What else are you going to do? I got two little kids. It's COVID. Uh, I love Scare Me, by the way. And I have a script that's about that size, maybe a little bit bigger. Would you want to read it? And I read it and I dug it. I was like, oh, this is a gateway horror. It's got heart. There's a lot of opportunity for cool character actors and shit. And then he said, you want to produce it? And I said, well, I'm not a paperwork producer, but I'm a connector and, um, I'm a, you know, I can sort of help direct you. You know, I need, I needed that when I was on, you know, on my own with scare me and stuff like that. And he was like, yes, yes, yes. Come down to Taylor, Texas. And let's tell this Jewish daddy daughter road trip tale with vampires. And,
0: um, and we did. Yeah. I had a lot of heart. I was surprised. And I was like, yeah, this is... I don't think I was seeing a vampire movie like this. And I was, would... Thought I'd seen it all, and uh, we can't compete with the likes of Thirty Days of Night
2: and, um, you know, uh, uh, Catherine Bigelow. So you know, Noah went the other way. I think very much on purpose because he's a he's a family man. Want to make a movie about that, which is cool. Oh yeah,
0: and, and it was cool because was hysterical, by the
2: way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you.
1: And I definitely did get the near dark vibes off of it too. Um, and you like Clayton said, you were very funny in the film. Yours is actually, I think my, I think the funniest scene in the movie. Mm, thank um, you. uh, and then just knowing how, how you work, you're doing your extra takes, uh, how much of that was scripted and how much did you ad lib?
2: uh for blood relatives it was all scripted just cuz again it was such a tight schedule you know same thing with scare me people are like that's an improv movie and i'm like girl it's not we had no time <laughs> we had to like every word was scripted i promise um it's just a testament to oh, you know your filmmaking Fantastic note to
0: Fantastic. I mean script. <laughs> thank
2: you. It was, it's also it's, that's just how you gotta be as a filmmaker. You have to be open. You can't get on people for like fucking up ums and uhs. Um especially if you're moving at that pace and paying people peanuts. You don't wanna make it a nightmare for them. You make it you know, you want them to contribute. And Aya did, you know, i would contribute, you know, ad libs about uh uh Zumba and you know, riffing on this different different kind of dialogue and stuff, and Chris would do the same. But for blood relatives, Noah was just as kind of collaborative, letting people sort of do their thing. He wasn't super precious about the dialogue. It was just about are the performances there, and um, and uh, yeah, that's just how that's how it went down. So it wasn't largely improvised for me. I just, if anything, I I took up space and took my time to like do a weird laugh and you know try and stay in my stay in my body and uh, intimidate and kind of gross out Vic, poor Vic. I
1: think it worked. She looked a she looked
2: a little disconcerted, and
1: <laughs> maybe oh, that was bad. my poor Vic. She's a just a star. <laughs> I, I was going to say how much of it was acting and how much it was just like, "Oh, Josh."
2: <laughs> I'm sure it was a lot of "Oh, Josh" because I met her on Plan B, the the, the Natalie Morales movie, in, in um, for American High, and I was also playing a creep at a gas station, like sort of not even coming on to her, just being a total creepo. And uh, she's like, why are we always doing these movies where you, you creep on me? Um, uh, but we, we had a really, really good time. I'm glad it worked out.
0: So what is it like going from directing, directing yourself, writing, acting and producing, being in a movie, I mean, just wearing those different hats after you've mm-hmm. done one of them? Is it hard to kind of like let go when you like, just directed a movie and then you go into a movie that you did not direct, is it hard to not want to have that type of, not control per se, but over just the process? It's super luxurious
2: in the sense that I don't have to busy myself or worry myself about commandeering the ship and answering all the questions. It's meditative in the sense that or are very Zen in the sense that, you're just focusing on the one thing, which is one one very heavy task, just as directing is is a heavy task in a very different way. You have to be kind of on your toes, um, in a different manner of speaking. Uh, so it's it's sort of luxurious in the sense that you just focus, or I'd say Buddhisty, you, you know, focusing on the one mission, which is which is carrying the movie, and that's that's hefty. Um, but it, you know, I, I definitely, I, I want to be the dream actor for my filmmakers. That's just like very like, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. That's the dream actor I like working with. Like, let me mold you. And then you, you bring your own thing and I don't need to worry about micromanaging you. I want to be that for all my directors. Um, -hmm. (laughs) where I have to bite my lip is like, you know, wanting to pitch or mansplain out of a filmmaking problem for the other filmmaker. Um, If I see that the sun is going down and they, you know, they're in a bind or whatever, I will step in and say, I have a quick pitch, like, feel free to shoot it down. But what if, dot, dot, dot. And I think, I think, you know, you're, you're producing actors and you're, I think, responsible actors will do that. But there's, I think, I think there's a, there's a boundary people need to work within. You know, you've seen, you've heard horror stories and seen, you know, a lot of people commandeer when they really shouldn't and and, and feel entitled to when they shouldn't. But um, I, I want to do it from a helpful place, but I definitely don't want to be like the, you know, Mr. Know-it-all. Well, you know how you could um, get out of this problem. Uh, so, uh, but otherwise, no, I, I, I really enjoy performing and I'm so fucking glad Travis asked me to, uh, to come out and play the Patrick Bateman in the Evil Dead Cabin, so to speak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah. a wonderful description of that.
1: yeah and actually that was going to be uh one of my next questions was for a wounded fawn um it seems like it required you to really go to some dark places um Mm -hmm. what kind of research or inspirations did you have for your performance
2: um it was mainly just like wanting to skewer a certain type of narcissistic peacocking toxic dude you know who like is it's, it's Without the serial killer thing, he's compensating for what he really is, just as you know, many narcissists in our lives show off and peacock with stuff as a part of their kind of self-aggrandizing narrative. In this case, this guy is peacocking almost to, to, to mask from what he really is. And so for me, it was like, oh, let's see if I can... I was trying to hone in on what Bruce's mask is, how he's careful about his language to not reveal himself or... You know, the difference between when he's in the company of Meredith or in the company of anyone versus when he's alone. And that was a fucking cool thing about Wounded Fawn is you get to see a serial killer both in front of and behind the scenes to a degree when he's pretending and then he's alone. And that's such a great acting exercise and it's such a fun thing to see, I think, in in movies. And it was. And
0: what he is seeing, I mean, the imagery Mm -hmm. in that movie was wonderful my face hurt by the end of it i was just smiling so much <laughs> yeah
2: oh man it was just so fucking fun to do thank you
0: and i'm not just uh, saying that because i'm talking to you like <laughs> it was great i really thank liked you. it bless you it was something very unique and i feel like so much of the time i just don't see unique things and it was unique it was fun it was weird it was it was great and i have to whoever came up with uh uh killing tool fantastic yeah
2: travis looked up the it's also that's another version of this guy peacocking right it's like he you know the way travis puts it it's like i'm not going to be like other slashers and have a machete like that you know jason guy or that michael myers guy i gotta have a bog knock which originated from india to make it look like people were killed by a tiger um, you know, this exotic uh, India-originated uh, tool, um, you know, just so it's it's like another thing to be a conversation piece in prison if he ever makes it there.
0: <laughs> that would be a good conversation piece. I just learned something. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know what I used? It's like, shut up, dude. Um, I'll <laughs> shake you, bitch. Um,
2: but, uh, yeah, no, uh, it, was, it was just Travis being his imaginative kind of visionary self. He was He was uh, super smart to do that because it's it's just it's indelible to who the character is. It's like, how else can I what else can I do to separate myself from from others? And what's an extravagant, operatic way to kill, kill my victims?
0: Whom he actually seemed to like. It was interesting. And I liked that it left it kind of mysterious, even though we do see what's going on in his mind. I just really liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. Thank and you. I, that final scene was phenomenal. <laughs> did it it feel was like, fun to do. Did it feel like you were laying there for just ever? <laughs>
2: it was a little bit. You know, that was an 11-minute uh, film cartridge. They they spent a whole reel on it, which, uh, which you know, each each reel is 11 minutes. So the, what you saw was about five minutes and change. There's another five minutes or so on the editing room floor, believe it or not. Um, and it was cold and it was... You know Rocky and such, but I was having you know such a good time of being a a theater boy, um, yeah. Doing one long take. I mean, what's more electrifying than that? And you know that if you whatever blink or breathe too much, you're gonna fuck it up. Um, So I was, I truly was (laughs) truly was dead for however the
0: fuck long. It It was exciting though. I quite enjoyed it. Same. Just to ask, are you working on anything new?
2: I'm actually working with um, the writer of Freaky, uh, Michael Kennedy, um, on oh. a uh, on a horror comedy, and I I, I just that I'm dying to yeah, I'm dying to put out into the world. We're just searching for, we're in the early stages, I'll say.
0: Well, he is a fantastic writer. So
2: he's so he's so great, just a fucking great dude. So funny. And
1: I'm actually, very that-
0: excited about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that kind of segues into um another question i had um mm-hmm. you have a really great hand on like the line between horror and comedy um oh, which you. is so- not something that most horror comedies always have sometimes they'll always lean into the horror a little bit more their comedy mm-hmm. um which you yours are a very close to pitch perfect on it um what do you think came first for you uh like what is your love of comedy um or your love of horror come first for those Mm -hmm. or do you kind of lean towards like i'm gonna add in the more comedic elements after i find out the horror or do i do the comedy and then add the horror elements later or is it more of a collaborative between
2: the two i mean the 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 dream scenario in my in my life is to um is to make movies that are legitimately funny and genuinely scary. Like I was really really surprised by Deadstream. I don't know if you guys saw Deadstream. Um yes. it was directed by the Winters, Joseph and Vanessa. It's it's basically Evil Dead but found footage and it's so funny but it actually has some legitimate gore and creature work and such. Um and that was super inspiring to me and i think there's a there's a world where you can push the horror a little bit more and then you can still get away with those um those big laughs uh, uh so um and let let me know if i veer too too off your uh to your question in terms of answering it here but i think it's like there's so many different facets to it i think the script's got to be good you have to hire like in order to like nail the, a, a horror comedy um, for me, it's casting. It's like you're going to hire someone like Sam Richardson or Harvey Guillen um, or even Milana. I mean, any of the actors, just pick one. I mean, even down to Michael Chernus, who's, who's, m- m- is, in my experience, mostly been a dramatic actor, but so inherently funny. All of them are so funny in their in their own ways, but they're all extraordinary dramatic actors. And so if you have... Actors that are born funny to a degree they won't get caught trying to be funny They just are already operating at a hundred percent funny human being that can do the funny stuff in their sleep It's the it's the their ability to play terrorized that you really want to keep an eye on that you really want to nail right, so it's like that's how That's how horror comedy for me like succeeds like, you know, so when I'm writing something originally, um, I'll the engine will probably be from a a horror kind of plot uh, or, or story type place, and then it's like, well, how can how can I turn up the horror on all all sides of it? How can I turn up the humor? You know, either once we get to set or in advance of that, is there an actual joke joke, or is there just something visually they can do? Like if you read my scripts, it's probably equal parts. Fifty-fifty one-liner to like description, like they're doing something funny, like hitting their knee on a coffee table and like do, squirming in such a way where they're in such pain and they just like salute for no reason because we you know we make weird gestures when we're in such excruciating pain for no <laughs> explainable reason. Like, are all articulate something like that? Just as I'll articulate like you know a couple of a couple of silly lines, but I'm not really one for just um I don't know a bunch of like uh, uh you know bunch of puns or a run of you know funny funny one-liners i think it's i think seeing humanity and seeing behavior is so huge and i don't know if i answered your question entirely but that's my little my little soapbox
1: no honestly that was better than than answer i was expecting so i and it really makes it more of a collaboration on it to uh, essentially because you're relying not only on just your script but like you said your actors and Mm -hmm. setting them up for you know for them to be able to do their, either their comedic or horror chops. <laughs> yeah. 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 A lot
0: of it yeah. really comes down to live line delivery, I think. And <laughs> yeah. Truly,
2: truly. And you, you need, you need technicians. You really do need like, um, you need, you need, you need good cast. Like the nightmare I think would, would be like getting there, getting the set or not having the time to just know that you're, um, your actors could like deliver on the one liner and then you get there and you're like, holy shit, I'm going to have to coach them through the comedy of it. But they're, they're already inherently funny or if they, they already have it in their bones, you can just guide it a little bit. Um, that's the that's what you want. You know, that's the dream
0: scenario. Um Josh Rubin, season three, White Lotus manifesting it right now. Oh, my God, I literally
2: had that thought the other day. But I was like, I I would need to, I told my wife, I was like, I could have that body like pointing to the two guys in the ocean. She's like, you could, but you don't. And um, you could, but if you if you tried, uh, <clears throat> I need to work out just at least at least three hours a day. And that you know, it's a thing, you know, I mean? think they'd give you
0: <laughs> enough notice. I mean, if you <laughs> wanted to try to be Theo James, uh, yeah
2: i know i and it would it would take a minute you know i'm a, I'm a smaller man but um i think I, I i would go probably a little more michael imperioli um but uh hey it works <laughs> hey, all hey, fantastic
0: all by- parts all fantastic yeah. parts <laughs>
2: <laughs> All yes. <buttons> are beautiful <laughs> <laughs> i agree that's right. <laughs> that's right i'll still do my nudity i'll still do it hbo like you, you gotta call me um, <laughs> oh my god, it would be such a dream. We're we're hanging on every fucking frame of that movie or of that show. It's so it's so genius.
0: Yes. Yes, yes it Not is. Not saying
2: anything new, but yes it is,
0: my <laughs> Yeah. Hot take of the episode. Hot take, guys. <laughs> Guess who thinks it's so good? Uh, Where can people find you on the socials? Uh it's just at Josh
2: Rubin everywhere. R-U-B-E-N. Um although TikTok, I think it's Josh Rubin's stuff. Although uh, maybe we should get off TikTok because of the whole you know China thing, but uh, if they I don't are spying, know I'm too you know scared of TikTok.
0: Like, I think I'm too old.
2: There you I go. See, that's it. the I am too. And you know what? It's like if they want to spy on my Jason Bateman impressions, they're more than welcome to it. I, I I welcome them. I probably shouldn't be saying that, but yes, they can. <laughs> um, I don't know if they're gonna get any valuable information. Um, although I did upload my social security number. Uh, Oops. And yeah, if they want. To, <laughs> oopsies. They want to check me out. Um, I have a website too where I just put everything news and photos and all kinds of stuff. Uh, Josh'sMindHouse.com.
0: Nice. A whole website. Yeah. That's a lot of work. I know that is a lot think. of work. I enjoy it. <laughs> it's a uh, good time. I, I'm glad you enjoy it at least. I would. I yeah, that'd be a nightmare for me. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I will throw out because it is my birthday. If you are ever making a movie and you just need to just kill somebody, just a nobody, bucket list of mine to be killed in a horror movie. Okay. I wouldn't right. I wouldn't have to talk just just remember the guy on a podcast one time that just wants to get killed. Just you know Happy birthday,
2: stab stab yeah. stab. <laughs> My birthday's i a remember remainder. that
1: <laughs> i have a birthday too <laughs> well, <laughs> this is not it's, we can it's, kill you too we can kill yes, you too sean <laughs> there's gonna killed be just two no random characters in the background just killed and it's just like yeah i talked to them on a podcast once <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but enough of shamelessly doing whatever i just begging did to be killed. But I, yes begging to be killed <laughs> uh if you want to find us on social media you can find us on twitter until the bitter end at triple m pod with three m's i am at just happy to see you number two letter c letter u sean you are at
1: i'm at smurf 013 smurph 013
0: and you can find me on letterbox at just happy to see you number two letter c letter u As sean you are at
1: Murph the Smurf, M U R P H T H E S M U R P H.
0: We are also on Instagram. It's pretty awesome at triple M pod with three M's. We have a Facebook page, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies. If you want to email us, our email is men who like men who like movies at gmail.com. Super small and easy to remember. Please give us a five star rate, maybe even a review if you have time. It seriously helps so much remember to be kind to people it is the holidays it does not take much and seriously check out josh rubin's movies they are gems he's got two they new ones really out. are
2: come on guys
0: <laughs> yes um
1: <laughs> check out blood relatives and a wounded fawn they're both on shutter along with scare yeah. me and werewolves within is on showtime if you have Showtime,
0: <laughs> or you can buy it. It is available by on yeah. YouTube.
1: Buy it too, please. Buy them. <laughs> it's buy like, all. It's, it's buy worth a, a few bu- copies.
0: It's worth a buy, and uh, scare me if you are like me. Is just a gem, absolutely gem. Jam packed <laughs> with extras. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> I love extras. I do. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. You'll get them
1: back Thank- into physical media yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for coming on, Josh it was an absolute pleasure a wonderful birthday gift to me and it was great getting to talk to you about all your stuff this was so much fun
1: and i did want to bring up one more thing uh you are my on my favorite episode of game changer (laughs) yes Yes. uh with uh Um, brennan lee mulligan and um, sakoyama
0: Oh, I don't dudes. take my question.
1: And Clayton has a good question for you.
0: <laughs> Until our next episode, if someone is still listening, can you and are you willing to still do a hundred Batmans?
2: Oh, like right now? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! Is it your birthday? Yeah. Um Do you want him to? Oh yeah. So, uh, happy birthday, birthday,
1: birth, birthday, birth,
2: birthday, birth, birthday, birth, birthday, birth, birth, happy birth, birthday, 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 birthday. Birthday for all. Hundreds of us I'm the night, night, I'm the night, I'm the night, 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 night,
1: night, 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 that
0: was uh, phenomenal thank you that so is, much Josh <laughs> that's a better <laughs> birthday pleasure. present
2: than what I got him So, <laughs> yes
0: it's for both of you
2: from from all 100 of me
0: <laughs> it was wonderful talking to you thank you so much for that such uh, a pleasure <laughs> and uh, yeah until next time I guess we will all say <laughs> goodbye goodbye